Greetings, friends. My name is Weston Nakamura from BlockWorks Macro in Tokyo. It's Tuesday, May 30th, 2023, after Asian markets close. Welcome to the Market Depth Podcast, bringing you global market commentary and analysis from the Asia-Pacific trading session so that you know what happened overnight. Now, today, we're going to take a look at more of the sentiment factor of markets, and we're going to discuss the conference pivot points of markets, okay? Or rather, if the existence of such a thing even exists uh, in markets, as... A, the CLSA Japan Summit that just ended last week, and then you have the Computex Conference in Taiwan centered around AI that's taking place this week. So is this currently going to be the near-term top for Japan equities? And then separately and coincidentally, in China this week, we have Morgan Stanley's China Conference that started today in Hong Kong, and then we have JP Morgan's China Summit kicking off tomorrow with Mr. Jamie Dimon himself returning to China for the first time since 2019 um, with a keynote address tomorrow. Uh, and then who else is physically back in China for the first time post-pandemic? Mr. Elon Musk. Okay, so we're going to dive into all that. But first, let's just take a quick glance at markets from today. So equities close the Asia trading session in the green. Um, after trading in the red earlier in the day um, for basically some late-day PM session and market-on-close buy flows, um, including in Hong Kong and China, um, where H shares had been in trading in bear market territory intraday today, down you know minus 20% intraday, but actually then avoided closing in bear market territory by the end of the day. So just barely kind of you know sneaking out of bear market territory. Um, and then the standout regional performer is Korea's Kospi Index, which is up over 1% on the day, adding to a very solid year-to-day performance of 17% up. Um, today, shares were lifted by LG Electronics, SK Hynix, and Samsung, the latter uh, two index heavyweights, which uh, had led the sector upside year-to-date. They've now been upgraded by Morgan Stanley um, based on their AI. Okay. And just to show you the performance of these stocks in just the last four trading sessions, I'm also going to throw in, you know, Nikkei AI SPE heavyweight Adventist. This stock just, you know, is this doesn't stop going up. But Adventist is up 28%. SK Hynix is up 14%. Samsung is up 5.5%. This is in four trading days or less, I suppose. Um, and then just to show you, the Kospi index, the Korea Kospi index against the, the Japan Nikkei uh, index year to date, um, because these have been neck and neck standouts among you know global indices to the upside. Um, so on top is just the Kospi and the Nikkei year to date performance, and then on the bottom is the Kospi to Nikkei ratio chart uh, for you know the direction of relative performance. And you can see that while both of the indices have been rallying. The Kospi index had actually started out and spent much of the year uh, so far, you know, outperforming the Nikkei by about four to six percent or so for much of the, you know, th this year so far until the most recent Nikkei index surge higher, which then took the gains in the Kospi to Nikkei ratio out after peaking at like six percent and then reverses it to a minus four percent underperformance um, for Kospi to Nikkei. Um, but over the last few days, that's stabilized. So we're getting live breaking headline. Um, breaking Japan officials 
warn of steps against excessive currency volatility. Ah, there he is. It's been a while. Okay. So, this is, um, I'm assuming this, so it doesn't say, this is either Kanda-san or Suzuki-san from the Ministry of Finance in Japan. Um, following one of these emergency three-body meetings uh, that was held today with Japan, Ministry of Finance, the Bank of Japan, and the FSA, right? The regulator. Basically, whenever dollar-yen gets too high, too fast, you know, they the, the three of these bodies convene, and it's supposed to signal, you know, a potential uh, currency intervention coming, you know, at some point, right? We had a few of these sort of like three-body meetings, emergency meetings last year, um, or maybe it was just one or two. I can't really remember offhand because Ministry of Finance was out there like daily making the same exact remarks of what you just heard about currency volatility and you know excessive currency volatility and all that kind of thing, right? Um, but I don't remember from which day this was, but if you recall, I think it was sometime last week, I had said that a way to to hedge or to play a potential debt ceiling default scenario would would, would be to buy calls on the yen, okay, or just to be long the yen, especially if it coincides in timing with dollar yen breaking north of, you know, into the 140 handle, then heading to 145, then to 150, because you not only have the sharp dollar yen collapse from the major risk off default event itself from the US, but completely separately, you would also have potentially the Japan Ministry of Finance there to intervene at levels that they previously did in 2022. So at 140, dollar yen 145 and 150, right? And so now we now have the, the latter of the two setting up after months of quiet, right? So, I mean, I'd, I'd expect this in itself to put a cap in dollar yen upside um, in the immediate term, although currently not really happening. Um, but nonetheless, I would expect, you know, yeah, dollar yen to, to basically cap its upside for the foreseeable, you know, immediate to near term, maybe even to break below the 140 level, even if temporarily. Um, but either way, markets are now on alert, right? If you choose to sell yen and buy dollars, beware the Ministry of Finance. Um, and then also, also, if yen futures move upward from here, then watch out for gold futures upside, you know, as well, alongside the yen. Okay, so uh, where was I? Yes, okay, so back to uh, the Nikkei, which did close another day higher today, um, but as I mentioned, it didn't spend the entire day in the green. Um, and if you recall from yesterday, I talked about SoftBank potentially being treated as an AI play, but we'll, you know, we'll have to see after the dust clears from yesterday's 8% rally on short covering. And indeed, SoftBank shares spent much of the day down today, um, although recovering uh, into the close. But it looked like that was a, just a short cover move, right? A price indiscriminate to cover a an open existing position. Um, but aside from that and the AI heavyweights, the broader rally in Japan stocks may be reaching near-term sort of exhaustion, if you will, right? As the broader-based topics index in the last six trading days, five of those uh, days closed in the red, okay? Not significantly in the red on any particular day. You know, today it closed down, you know, minus 0.7%. So it might as well be flat, right? Um, but the but they're not like, the index is not like hyper rallying anymore um, as the sort of non-AI and non-chip sectors have been leveling off, right? And so this leads me to my industry conference market indicator. Um, indicator. 
So Japan equities have been rallying hard on what eight consecutive weeks of massive foreign buy flows relentlessly. And then last week, um, into the end of the week, we had the CLSA Japan Summit Conference, in which many investors, both domestic and foreign, you know, they come in, fly in or otherwise, and meet directly with like investor relations departments of Japan companies, um, as well as meet with fellow investors and analysts and whatnot. And basically, CLSA Japan Summit this year, just last week, it was a gathering of those who went long Japan for the weeks prior to, right? And during that conference is when the Nikkei finally broke its consecutive win streak midday on, what, last Tuesday at PM session open at 1230, okay? And that would be after the first day, the first morning of the conference, of the three-day conference. Now, uh, I did point out that day that uh, and the day is following that foreigners were still net buyers of Japan equity index futures, but that may have been the last of it, and at least for you know the 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 immediate to near term. And the fact that during or after the conference, the Nikkei and the topics index indices didn't go on another breakaway run to the upside, that tells me that whoever was already long Japan just heard confirmation of what they needed to hear for having gone long already but nothing you know groundbreakingly new as an additional upside catalyst to you know put more further capital to work right now look they're, they're not currently now sellers per se they're long and happy right um but just no need to add to further longs um at these levels at this current time so broader equity uh upside driven by foreign inflows may have seen some of this kind of relentless momentum lose steam uh, for the time being, as already reflected um, with the topics index flattening out. Okay, so the foreign buying of Japan stocks theme, that may be on pause, at least for now. Okay, so that takes out one of the two legs of Japan, you know, or the Nikkei index upside um, as of late. And the other one being this AI heavy index, right, um, as the other force propelling upside uh, for the Nikkei. And so currently we have the Computex conference this week going on in Taipei, Taiwan, and that's been propping the Nikkei up for now. Um, the AI-related semiconductor names and heavyweights in the Nikkei index. But once that ends, that might be it for further buying in the immediate term for the, for Japan, as the bull's firepower is not infinite, and one-way market directional trends can potentially culminate with these conferences. Okay, like with approximate timing at at best, if at all. Okay. But then let's take a look at the other other side of the, the coin, right? Let's look at what's happening um, on the ground in China. So as we all know, Chinese equities have been getting slammed, which means that valuations are looking very cheap and, and all that, right? But what do we have on the conference front? First, we have Morgan Stanley in Hong Kong holding their, their China conference that's starting today till Thursday. And according to Bloomberg, it's uh, with about 500 executives from 260 Chinese companies um, and more than 1,500 global investors attending, okay? And then at the same time in, in Shanghai, JP Morgan has its China conference with more than 2,600 bankers and clients attending, according to Bloomberg. And who is one of these attendees? It's Mr. Jamie Dimon, one of the world's most powerful and influential individuals, period, um, who will be there in person for the first time since the pre-COVID era. 
And so after flying in private from New York, what do you think Mr. Diamond is going to say in his message? Short China? Like, is that, that's why he and 2,600 finance people are there? I seriously doubt that, right? And what about the 1,500 other investors at the Morgan Stanley Conference in Hong Kong at the moment, at the same exact moment? Are they also there to short the Hang Seng Index? No, they're not. They're looking for reasons why they should go long China. And with thousands of executives from hundreds of corporates there, they're going to hear bottom-up stories of the bull case on beaten-up valuations. So take that with the fact that eight shares index could not close in official bear market territory today um, and actually did close up on the day. And all, all that put together, we might actually very well see a market turn to the upside for China and Hong Kong in the immediate to near term. Okay, Because all of these markets and these thematics, be it foreigners buying Japan, global investors buying AI, um, investors selling China, right? these are by and large very heavily sentiment influenced. And so that's why these major events and conferences, which are physical gatherings and concentrations of sentiment shaping, okay, not to mention just an aggregation of capital firepower to move markets, that's why these can be potential market directional turning points following one-way directional momentum, either to the upside in the case of Japan or the downside in the case of China. Now, as always, none of this is trading advice ever, okay? This is not even like any sort of framework of trading advice. This is just market behavior commentary only and, you know, potentially horrendously terrible market commentary at that. But that said, by no means am I suggesting to go long China now or to short the Nikkei now, nor to short the AI stock rally either, okay? I'm merely making market commentary, market observations for what may come and why, okay? Market trading and timing, that's an entirely different matter, and that does not include any of the aforementioned commentary that I just did, okay? See, see this? NVIDIA CEO gets rock star reception in Taiwan with AI stock surge, okay? You don't short into that kind of fever pitch momentum, lest you enjoy getting your face ripped off, all right? So let's just see what happens. And if these do happen to come to fruition, then one, it's pure luck. And two, either way, longer term, I'd still be relatively bullish on Japan and bearish on China if markets do temporarily turn on the conference catalyst. Um, as a gathering of suits and expense accounts doesn't change underlying market dynamics or economic fundamentals. All right, that's it for me. Thanks for following and watching Market Depth, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye.